The future is now. Finding the NOSO has never been easier. Subscribe to us on our new YouTube channel, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok, and bookmark the new home for No Holds Barred, The Jenny Position, Wrestling War Zone, and all your favorite NOSO podcasts at NorthSouthConnection.com. It's New Year, New NOSO, NorthSouthConnection.com. Out Connection Podcast Network listeners and viewers, welcome into the first episode of Ryan and JT's Excellent Wrestling Adventure. Joining us in this premiere is our buddy Rocco Martone. Rocco, how are you doing? Uh, great, thanks for having me in a very cool time in wrestling history for me. For sure, for sure. Ryan, uh, this is something we've been talking about for a bit. Uh, we wanted to do some kind of live watch gimmick uh, audio and video, which this is simulcasted on our podcast network uh, audio file and also on our youtube channel so if you're there you can subscribe if you like this and other stuff that we have to offer you um and we decided to just do this random journey we're gonna kind of travel through wrestling history together we're gonna bring in some guests time to time uh and we're gonna kind of track the stuff we watch but there was a specific concept you wanted to start with for our initial series of episodes you want to talk about that yeah i figured we would go out there and take a look at each debut episode that we could stumble upon and then just kind of take a few positive a few negatives get a vibe of the era and i thought where are we at with the company as this you know debut episode plays and does it fit the structure of the company and does the show peak off the bat does the show can you believe that the show stumbled across xxx amount of episodes and just kind of figure where we're at and we figured starting in 1986 superstars is everyone's comfort food and i think it'd be the perfect one to set off and go with yeah so we're gonna start with that we're gonna start with the 9686 episode of superstars um and then we're gonna jump around from there like we're gonna do you know whatever premiere of action zone premiere of raw so we're gonna do like the first episode of a lot of famous pro wrestling television shows um we'll see how long we stick with that and then eventually we'll probably jump around to something else but for now this is kind of the path we're going to take at the end or toward the end we'll, we'll hit some categories that we're going to track as well and uh we'll go from there so we're all queued up you could and, say it's uh, the best way to debut it justin it is it is a great way to debut uh i believe this is available out there on youtube if you search around um there is a you YouTube want to watch one. along with us. Yeah, there's a dude who has all the superstars. So you can find okay, it. so you can find it out there if you want to watch along or just listen. We're just going to kind of bullshit as we go. So we're paused at all zeros. We're going to all hit play at the same time to kick us off. And that's in three, two, one, go. Kind of got the classic DODF logo with the lasers. I'm better than that, man. Yeah, it's very outside vibe as I hear, am here outside in Massachusetts on a Tuesday at 1030 at night. What else do you do besides talk wrestling outside on a <laughs> Tuesday night? Yeah, it's not like the police station is right across the street from me or whatever, you know. Yeah, they, give you a, they should give you a medal for watching this. So we got Vince, we got, we got Vince, we got Bruno and Jesse uh, commentating. Vince and Bruno have the sweet red button-up jackets. No one looks awesome. cooler than Bruno in, when... 
<laughs> the up angle on all three of them is just like even the announcers are being treated like fucking gods right now in this era of uh, WWF. It's so cool, and Bruno always cuts such a That's fucking awesome profile. With, What'd you say? That's the vibe I'm going with. With the up <laughs> trying to go with um, the so this took off of uh, championship wrestling, right? Is that what? Faded for this, or all star, they both kind of are all star, yeah. Geared off in the challenge in this as 86. I think we'll find as we go, Justin, that September, October is going to be the the sweet spot for these shows debuting as it's yes. the start of the fall season for all these syndicated shows or any really TV show. Yeah, well, Saturday morning cartoons would have all been new right now, so this would have been on right after all that. So, yeah, it all aligns and makes sense. and just think contextually, this show debuts, and then within like less than six months, Hogan and Andre. Mm-hmm. That like that's insane to think that this is so close to that, you know. And then right after that, Mania three. So this is the this is the like the best time to start a new show, right? It'll he's be great. interesting too, like Bruno's run here because he's not like it's not that far out where they have their falling out and he's done. But we know he's at least there till three, right? Because. He's like when Steamboat's doing all that stuff with the throat, like he's part of that, right? Mm-hmm. So I think in ring, he's pretty much done. I know he's at WrestleMania 2. He's had that stuff with Savage over the summer of 86. Which is, is that? Which is awesome. Is he pretty much done overall after that? I think so, right? I don't remember. Uh, not so, yeah, he's done in 80, 88. I think he's hovering around a little bit, but he's done around here. All right, Terry Gibbs, a favorite of mine, Jobberland, of course. <laughs> Uh, we got Terry Gibbs and Roger Kirby. I can't say he's high on my knowledge of uh, Jobber list here. He's like a mini Oliver Humperdinck wearing Ken Patera's uh, singlet. Yes. <laughs> Do we miss? Is there three? No, it's, it's a tag. No, it's just, all right, that was a six man for a sec. All right, so we got Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat. Alan Parsons project playing in the <laughs> arena. And he's teaming with, uh, is this Siviafi with him? It is. What an opening tag this is. One of the first instances in WWF where they're just like, that guy's mm-hmm. not here right now. Let's make this guy and pretend <laughs> like it's him. Like, oh, Also man. proof that not all Samoans are great workers, like they always say. No, we covered a lot of CV Afi on the Place of You podcast, doing all those MSG house shows. And like they treated him like such a big deal the first couple. And then they quickly, you could tell they gave up on him and just did not give a shit. He kind of figured it out toward the end. Like his stuff late got a little bit better. But early on, he's a disaster. It's fine, but you just can't. Can't, yeah, he's can't like a mix of Jimmy Snuka. Oh, God. He, he's kind of like the Lance Von Eric of the Samoans, right? They, <laughs> yes, yes. They pretended like he was part of the family. <clears throat> or the, uh, just, um, who's the Funk brother? Um, oh, Jimmy Jack? Jimmy Jack Funk, yep. Jimmy O, whatever the fuck his name was when he was a jobber. Yeah, he's got a job match. Yeah, right? Like, also, like he does look so much like Snook on this little uh, video player. If you're watching it, yeah. If you're not watching it, like and studying it, um, I watch. I've talked about this on a few podcasts, but I go through the prime times religiously at, late at night. Um, I've been through them probably like ten times already. Just let them run. And there was one on the other night, and I thought it was Snooker for a minute because you just you see him from the back with the tights and the hair. You can see why they took that approach and tried to. Uh, they well, first they tried with Tonga Kid, right? They tried to make him be kind of take over from Snuka, like with the Piper feud and all that, and then that kind of didn't work out, so then they brought in Siviafi. They didn't actually dress him like that. I mean, I was watching this, and I was nine, and watching this on like a 10-inch fucking TV, so it might have been black and white, too. God only knows, but yeah, I yeah. probably was just like, well, they called Snuka something different in this, man. <laughs> right, new name for uh, Superfly. 
Get you man, he hits those. The boots, I mean, not the boots, the, the knee pads and the tape around the legs are very similar, too. It really yeah. is. I mean, Patero, he looks like Ken Patero in this. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, shit, man, you might have thought you were watching a totally different uh, match. And that. I wanted to call out, too, the uh, the theme for the show earlier was, uh, I think it was, did Andre use it in the in the uh, original WrestleMania, the arcade game, or was it just a WrestleMania arcade game intro song? It was, they definitely used it in the WrestleMania, the arcade game, um, not game, uh, WrestleMania, whatever, not the arcade game, but the first the NES game. WrestleMania game. Dun, 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 I think it might have been Andre's song. Because he used to play the music during the matches in that game. Look at what the purple tights too is kind of a cool look that you know. CV Office, so you just did it. <laughs> or did you mean Steve? No, no, I meant Snooker. I meant Snooker. <laughs> oh, I said Snooker. So I meant Steve. Oh, I was gonna like, say. Yeah. But like that up. purple and red is like a pretty cool look, man. All right, the work is picking up here as we get Steamboat in here. Oh like, yeah, it just gets out of the way, so uh, Steamboat could throw him in. I mean, you can tell Offie just took a bunch of offense, so Steamboat could come in and get the hot spots. The hot. But, you know. Yeah, leaving the headband on, you could tell how invested he is here. <laughs> it's cool that they did this though kind of like i like when they they don't do this enough um i started they're doing a little bit on raw in 96 on wrestling Warzone, where chad and i are at um every other monday we're going through monday wars but where they have like two stars just randomly tagged for a match like wcw did that a lot in the early 90s too um with a bunch of tags i, I just kind of like it it's like why why can't we just get a tag job or a match with two two guys working together just to show that they're unified and they've been out work together all the time but they're on the same page yeah, I mean, establish a, a little buddy cop. Yeah, and it's a it's a business, right? You're like, hey man, put me in the put me out there, maybe make some money. I'll have I'll hang a have a tag with fucking TV off you tonight. Right. That was a really cool way to get him into the match too, doing the fucking up there with the about to take the belly to back, and he hits the tag like, and he goes over the top like Ron Simmons trains obviously by the uh, same guy as all those dudes. Yeah. So fine, fine way I think to start this new show is like Steamboat Super Over. We can't be too far off from like starting to hint toward the savage feud right i think jake was still was jake done because big events done big events what august yeah i think that was a snake pit right with jake and steamboat and that, that was kind of it hmm. like six months away from mania done. three right so they gotta it definitely has to happen pretty soon. right it's gonna be coming soon i don't remember when the larynx stuff was if that's like december november december yeah. Oh, Elizabeth looks amazing in that cover, by the way. That <laughs> yes. Big fan. I got to remember, too, real quick, is, like, to open a match, like, a Superfly Splash was a big fucking deal mm -hmm. back then. Like, I remember any dude coming off the top rope, man, I could guarantee the nine-year-old Rocco me was very impressed. So, don't, like, that's a high-flag match, kind of, in a way, to start this fucking show. And that's kind of like starting with a cruiserweight match. Kind of fitting, uh, as we're taping this, yeah. Superstar Billy Graham's on life support, uh, which may end any day. Is this um, be before or after the infamous uh, surgery footage <laughs> came out? This is before. Okay, so this is thought. starting to hype his comeback. And I don't think he actually comes back for a while. I think it's like summer of 87. And that's when gang attacks him and messes his leg up. And then he has a surgery. And then he manages Morocco. So... This is a choice right here. Holy shit. There's tarantula on your yeah. fucking head, man. That's such a cool move. Rocco, that's, that's a Snapchat filter. <laughs> 30 years before. I would Snapchat filter everything in there. The glasses, the earrings, and the fucking uh, smiter. This must have, must have been pretty recent after 
him coming back from WCW or, or NWA, right? Where he's doing the kung fu stuff. Is that eighty five into eighty six? He was doing that. No, he, he he. I think it's around here before he becomes a manager, because it kind of gets low key rejected. Yeah, uh, well, get, the kung fu part. stuff's in NWA. I think that's before this. It was before this. This is like his return from the NWA. All right, here we go. The Heart Foundation, all in black, with a little hint of pink. Mm-hmm. And I mean. You know, they've been around for a little bit now, too, at this point. So, because they yeah, showed up about what, 14, 85, 15, right? Yeah, they showed up right after WrestleMania 85. Yeah. Unhinged, uh, Neidhart. <laughs> the best. I mean, they're close to becoming champs. Uh, I think that's like November 2, I believe. I mean, hey, man, this is really this is a pretty high profile match. So yeah, I like it. Match. I like that they're not just going full job or stuff. They're trying to establish a show right away. With and I like how it's second opposed to first. You know, right? I mean, and people could always say Coco, Coco, Coco was you know a jobber to the stars, or whatever. Like to me as a kid, he was a as big of a star as everyone. You know, like it just everything was presented. All these dudes seemed so fucking important coming out that it didn't seem like anything. I didn't think he was going to lose every match. You know, like because right. he didn't, but uh, he kind of did when he was fighting the big guys, but. Well, especially at this point, I mean, he had just showed up. So, like, he's not established as any kind of job or anything at this point, like, in his run. I'm just saying Um, when people watch it now, it's so easy to forget how big he seemed. uh, But that's why this is, like, a name match because, he had, you know, he was still a name here. He's always a name, but, like, you put the same match in 1990, you know he's not winning. But, like, here it's like, all right, well, he might give him a run. Um, he's got Roma with him. Roma's been around for a couple of years now. This is right before the Young Stallions are going to get together. No entrance for Roma either. Well, he came out with Coke, though. Did he? That yeah, he showed him in the ring. Yeah, no, he was behind him. He went in the ring when Coco danced around the side. But yeah, get in the ring. You're not worthy. Yeah, he's All right, just we're flying off the mat though here. So this is we got to be getting close to Danny. Look how this they started the show at the right time because we got to be getting close to Danny Davis too, right? That happens when the Hearts win the tag titles. Mm-hmm. I believe that's how they win it, right? Yeah, I think I'm wrong on the time. I think it's more like February that they win. Well, their big thing we just is what we just did on the uh, the No So uh, Monthly is when they kind of right around that same time frame, right? Yeah, it's right they before it's right, right? Yeah, they are champs at WrestleMania three. They're just it's just yeah. non-titled to six man. Yeah, like I feel like it's February that. where they beat the Bulldogs for the belts with Davis. No, no, it's excuse me, it's it's this January or December because Dynamite has that hurt back, and then right. they um they have a a, a a totally like Tito fills in with Bulldog. Uh, yeah, I went over it with Marcus. There was like a Steamboat, a few other guys fill in for him, and then then once he gets healthy enough, they drop it. Yeah, so curious, wanted, he wanted to be in the match to draw. He wanted to do the honors, Dynamite. Day. Right. Yeah. He, it doesn't like Davey like carries him out on his back for that match. I think it's like, only he, like a three minute match. Yeah. He like piggybacks him out. Um, I'm curious. I was curious if we got any hints of Danny turning yet, but it looks like the hearts are about to ISIS on Roma. Pretty much destroyed Roma there, man. It's like Coco got a couple spots off. And we're still getting a Coco inset promo as the Heart Foundation <laughs> finish off. Coco Roma. got his entrance in his promo. He he's doing yeah. great. I mean, it, it showcases uh, Coco as mm-hmm. being able to stay in there with Brett, and then it shows that they're they're dominant dudes who you right. can't beat us unless we were a real fucking tag team. He's they're still getting Coco's lunch money though. No and then we're gonna mug you at the end of the match. <laughs> oh, oh Coco. maybe not. Jungle oh, drop yeah, Coco, yeah. clean him out. Whoa. Oh, gotta get that dance in. Oh, oh what a drop kick. There you go. Mush. Oh, oh. 
That was fucking sweet. Jimmy's our, lead, our uh, lead in the house, clubhouse right now for MVP is Coco Beware. Dude. Match of the oh, and then the fucking cartwheel. <laughs> and then, oh, oh, Rum was like, "Let me get some of that uh, shine for me, buddy." But nah, uh, even though, like, stay Rocco, away from me. <laughs> even though Rocco just you know disputed my nine, my five eight claims a few months ago. Uh, Coco can't be <laughs> much taller than me, right? I'd say you guys are about the right height, same height. Yeah, you and Coco. I, I think you're yeah, the right height for, for yeah, You don't have a Coco's ass. <laughs> <laughs> don't make me. You know, don't, don't make me show it. It's 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 thick. My I'm brain, gonna... my brain is farting. Did he ever use the brain buster? He did, right? Oh yeah, but yeah, they called it. The that was buster. his move, right? Yeah, yeah. Kind of wild to think that move was, which is like kind of like banned yeah. in this day, was given to like a guy like that. It was just yeah, crazy. he did the drop kick sometimes, but then he did a ghostbuster. Um, I think he mainly did it in, in squashes. He's like a notorious low key great squash guy like he used to really beat the shit out of jobbers he's, got those, he's like, on that Memphis, list with those steiners Memphis ones where he's like clotheslining dudes right right in the throat and dropping yeah. them on their heads yeah i've seen some rough footage with coco he's kind of unlike the bushwhacker plan like a guy that was awesome in the territories took the check and was happy to be the kid-friendly oh, merch God, guy and just ride it out i mean that's he kind of goes on that plan duggan kind of duggan's a little bit up the ladder from those guys but kind of similar like these dudes that killed themselves in the territories it suddenly took the big payday and said, "Fuck it, we can just, so, so we can make as much money kissing kids and selling foam two by fours and hats and you know whatever." Well, you I mean they like, pillaged world class pretty much and took mm -hmm. all their monsters and turned them into like family friendly dudes, right? Like, yeah. so why not? I'd do it. Man, I almost wore that macho shirt tonight. I wore <laughs> this one instead, but I should have worn that one. Coulda, shoulda, woulda. I love the way he holds the belt. Like no one's, no one holds it like that. No, still, like, no. It's such a like, it's like part of his body. It's an extension of who he is, and it really watching him hold it the way he holds it shows you why he loses his fucking mind when he's mm -hmm. gonna lose it, and why he doesn't want to lose it because it's just part of him. It's insane. Like it doesn't. Ah, it's just it's such a perfect nuance for his character. We can't even hear what he's saying right now. But yeah, I'm curious. Is he, is, is he talking about anyone specific? Because I'm curious. He's still not doing fucking steel, is he? He's done with steel, right? God, Steel goes forever. No, Steel goes till three. I mean, because he's they fight on Science Made Event like six times. <laughs> like it's really... Yeah, yeah. Even after three, I think they have one, don't they? Yeah, I think uh, there's one more after three. And then Steel moves on to like the Danny Davis feud, actually, when he's like kind of embroiled with him. It must just be mainly Steel here because he's Steamboat hasn't started. Yeah, but even when he was feuding with Steel. He had bigger. He was. He would include steel, but he was always talking a grander scale of things. You know, like he doesn't. He was. He knew he had to eradicate steel and keep him away from his woman, but he was always had his eyes on something else in the future. So this this feed is is Boston. They're yeah. hyping a Boston Garden show. So I didn't hear who he's fighting, but it's, it's that night. Because Chuck Hoppick just said tonight at the Boston Garden, we'll find out. So Savage was hyping some some match at the Garden. Let's guess Tito. Honky's just running down the names. Who is this honky tonk man? <laughs> I don't know if Honky had he had the vote and all that yet. Oh, the what? The vote um, to go right now. He's shit talking Orndorff. Orndorff's a heel, so I guess he's still a face here. How long is he a face? He's not. Long. I don't think they ever told him he was a face. Well, he by just the way. debuted. He just, he always seems so fucking unlikable. Like, 
I don't know if retroactively. They well, that's why it. I thought that was a heel promo. It sounded like a heel promo, but he was calling right. out Orndorff, who would have been a heel here. <clears throat> I don't know if they want to retroactively pretend like they did the same thing with Kurt. Like oh, we, oh, we, knew, we knew it was going to turn. Oh, God. Oh, Pete Finest. Yes, one of the best. Duke of Dortmund. Look at that. Look at all this personality this motherfucker has for a job. <laughs> oh, we had to get the fucking hillbillies. God damn, love it. Uh, uh, fucking Junior. The bane of Justin's wrestling. It better not be Junior. Oh, or Elmer. Not. It's got to be one Luke. of them, I guess. Gotta be oh, no, hang on. We got Hillbilly. Who's that behind us? Uh, I, mean, I don't Hillbilly. think it's another one. Hillbilly's low-key okay. Is that our that's, CD? No, that's oh, no. Luke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Luke's all right. It's Junior and Elmer I hate. Like I just mentioned, world class. Like I, it was weird for me because I knew world class. So he was like the Mongol, and he was a he was a big deal in world class. I mean, he was definitely like their secondary champ for a long time, and he was always in like crazy feuds. So I was always kind of like a taken aback that he's wait what I thought. What do you mean he's this guy now? Like holy shit! But uh, he could go, man. He, he's no fucking every other hillbilly. <laughs> All right. So crazy. September sixth was the Boston Garden House show. It was aired on Nesson. We got Pedro, and a lot of it aired on primetime. Uh, we got Pedro Morales beating Rene Goulet. C.V. Afi defeating Pete Doherty. Savage defeated George Animal Steel. So that's what he was talking about in that promo. Uh, the Hart Foundation fought Danny Spivey and Mike Rotundo to a time limit draw. Actually, I think this is the primetime. I was just watching the other night. Wait, are you saying Mike Rotundo was in a time limit draw? That 20 insane. minute I draw. I don't believe it. I don't believe 20 minute it. Draw. Actually, okay. As Rotundo in this era, he's fine. Holly Race defeated Corporal Kirchner. Bob uh, Cowboy Bob Orton Jr. beat Cousin Luke. Uh, the British Bulldogs beat Nikolai Volkov and Iron Sheik. And Big and Super Machine defeated King Kong Bundy and Big John Studd. That's the main event. I think this is the primetime I was just watching because I think I saw that Hearts versus Spivey and Rotundo draw. So there you go. Good time. The fact that the machines didn't exist longer is wild to me when I think back because they were so fucking important for a while and yeah. they never even made a mania match. You know, like they don't even know if they've, yeah. they've they weren't even on pay-per-view, right? They never made a pay-per-view. They're at the big event. If you That's count that. How long is their run? God, it's not long, right? I mean, shit. Definitely. He's Andre again by Feb. Yeah, but they do without him, too. Right. Uh, yeah, like they do just have big and super or whatever. Yeah, but they're barely doing anything. Yeah, I mean, they're a big deal during a time where there's not a lot going on besides just TV. So, like, if you watch those prime times and stuff, all through 86, like, they're all over those shows with Bobby trying to prove it's Andre. They're in Japan. Like, well, I just mean that, like, someone who just watches, like, pay-per-views, kind of, like, they don't Yeah, you'll never really see much about them, yeah. And it's a shame, because, like, that was a big deal for me, man. I thought they was the coolest thing in the world, right? Like, they're tricking the fucking bad guys, and it's Andre. Oh man, I love Pete already bumping, man. He's I was just gonna bad. say, man, that bump was excellent. Dude, he's so Ron good. Shaw's not bad either. Ron Shaw's uh, giving him a little run here. He's just so animated around. and captivating, dude. Like I love it. His fit mannerisms, his facials, he's he just dude. rules. He's just what unhinged. He's a madman, right? I think Doherty's socks may be my most nineteen eighty six. The socks popping out the top of the boot is always a very uh very nineteen eighties thing. Damn, he'll be fucking ripped to shit, man. I love it. Oh, the bear hug, it's over. Thank God. Yeah. Yep. Not just any socks. It's the white with the red and blue stripes across the top. He's got a double like color. That way you can wear him with stupid. any clothes. Although he's wearing them with green. So. <laughs> Did really they matter. say where this uh, episode was? It had to be northeast if, if the Duke is there. Yeah, I mean, he's barely left fucking Boston or New England. I'm trying to find this taping. Oh, yeah. So the big event was a week before this, actually. 
It was oh. August 28th. So the first challenge taping was the 27th in Hartford. The first superstars taping. Oh, this is in Providence, actually. Oh, that's nice. That's where Pete's from, right? Yeah, it's in Providence on August 26th. So this and the first challenge taping actually took place before the big event. Yeah, aired so after, but Honky talking about Warndorf after the big event's kind of weird, right? That's so they got a, this is replacing either All Stars or wrestling or Championship Wrestling. They both are challenge and this debut yeah. together, pretty well, much. Either one, whatever one this is um, yeah. taking over for, it's the same cadence right away. It's it's a match. It's a backstage promo. It's a short match. You get the second match as the super short match. You got the opener as the fun longer one, and then you got your beret of managers with promos or whatever. I'm curious how long that format st- sticked, really. They're the best-dressed managing uh, duo of all time right here. <laughs> Co-manager Bra- thing is so weird. Freddie just looks like my grandpa, so that's why I love him <laughs> so much. He's definitely one of my favorite of all time. Like I've seen some of his crazy matches where he's like stabbing people with pencils, but man, he's such a good talker. He's such a presence. Uh, I mean, it's a good little concept, too, to have like this mentorship where it keeps Blassie on TV, but they can let Slick take the, the road. Right, that's kind of the idea behind it, and they yeah, pulled man. Slick, Slick, Coco, and Reed all came in from Central States at the same time, pretty much. Right? Doesn't don't they kind of bring them all in? It's far yeah. <laughs> I know uh, Reed and Slick come from Central States, but Blasty's not even he's not going to mess with these. Man, David looks so young. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> Just watching him talk and not even hear it, you can look how much charisma he doesn't have. <laughs> And you can tell oh, it wasn't bizarre yet. The only thing's head is bigger than his at this point, which is wild. He's just so dead in the eyes as he talks. He's like, that's right, Ken. <laughs> oh, I called him Czech Kobic for it's Ken Resnick. Uh. Resnick's around for a bit, right? I think he's there at least through 87. 88, right? Yeah. Does he leave when Mooney comes in? Or no, did George comes in 87? Are we getting a commercial? Oh, fuck. Oh, I thought almost. we were getting a full one. It is kind of wild that Benoit literally also had the same haircut as fucking Dynamite Kid, too, right? <laughs> like, you're really going all for it. Right? Huh? A lot of it's, like, eerie. Right, Tommy Sharp. God, this guy looks like he works at <laughs> Radio Shack on the week, during the week. and then... He's definitely a nice soccer coach when I was in third grade. I think. He might have been one of mine. I mean, if this is a problem. No, for real, though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh, think I even resonate with me. The first superstars was in Providence. No, it's getting the cool. real deal now, guys. Fucking Kamala. Ooh. Not even you got giant. He's you got a headhunter here. I love him so much. Such a great character. He's another yeah, guy he... that if you're only watching pay-per-views, you would never see him because he's not on any during yeah, this time. He debuted after WrestleMania, and he's gone by three. Um, you know, you catch him on think on a science. You, you met, yeah, there's no Rumble. Yeah. God, I mean, he had a manager and a handler like such a cool concept that he was a fucking wild dude and king his biggest i think his biggest match is what hogan and boston like i think at the end of the year it's like a big yeah, boston garden uh, match between the two of them and the wwf definitely yeah yeah that's what I mean. and during this run yeah just the fact that that i didn't even know that bam bam match was supposed to happen at, Ma- at mania dude that when you guys mentioned that and i saw the picture what, at I was nine Oh yeah, I would have killed for that match. Such a yeah, and it wasn't just like a rumored thing either. I mean, that was like supposed to happen. I mean, it was announced on TV and it was in the magazine. <laughs> I mean, Kamala gets re- derision, but I don't know, man. He was doing what he was told, and like I believe this character for the time, his character was believable, and like 
whatever you could say, like, oh, why doesn't he know how to turn the guy over, man? Like, I don't know. Sometimes you fucking forget shit. I don't know. Like, like, as a face, he worked. I, I think the problem is, but he's you know, look, at, look how aggressive he is here, though. He is a vicious monster right here. Like, well, that's... he can still move. I mean, yeah. like you've seen that cage match with Andre, right? Like, he's great in that. Um, his chops look vicious. He's coming fucking from left, uh, from east coast to west coast with those chops, man. It's just I they think the made problem him... is like Marcus and I got into like by '92, he's just washed and like sticking him with Taker just like wasn't gonna work at that point. And I think the the play was they did it right. They turned him face and made him again like the guys we talked about, Bushwhackers, etc. He was like a lovable face in '93 that like the fans could cheer him to turn the guy over. You know, he had Reverend Slick with him. Like it was actually not a bad idea. I just I stick by the fact that Berserker was there on a platter for them in '92 that they should have just done Taker Berserker because Nord could still work, and they had the whole stabbing thing on Superstars. Did he just stab yeah. him already? Yeah, that sword thing, right? Yeah, they they not, that went nowhere because Kamala came in and they switched it from Berserker to Kamala. Like, I think that would have been. I think Taker's back in '92 would have been stronger, and I think it's because Kamala was just in the ring, just washed. He's well, not Kamala, like here; he still can move. Like Kamala got SummerSlam and Survivor Series, right? Yeah. And both are like four minutes and not good. How dare you? Yeah, but that casket was epic. The way people judge matches is wild to me. You guys, the fact that the system to judge matches was dictated by like a nerd and Dave Meltzer, and people still follow how that's how matches are supposed to be is wild. Well, now to you're me, just but... assuming we follow that. I just, I just think it's what it, it's what every person's they, they, people grabbed on early to that early adopter and just kind of felt like that's what matches should be. And it's I think actually so Jim Cornette that got Meltzer got it from Cornette. Well, he's a I feel like here in North South Connection, we're a little off of that path with a lot of stuff. We give, we give, uh, give a lot of rewarding for a uh, big Haas boy slugfest that Melzer would have at a star. Like, you know, that. I think you're right. I mean, look at this match. I mean, this guy is a big dude. He's coming at him. Kamala's keeping him away. Yeah. Uh, away. Like, I listened to the Think of the Luger Giant match. You guys went 3.75. And, and I was going to say, one. Faces of Fear Outsiders. I think, like, Melzer and Keith had, like, at a star or whatever. And we were, like, three. Simply the fact that he is Kamala. Those guys will not give him a fucking good match rating. Yeah, but 92 Kamala is, I'll stand by that. Like, that match at SummerSlam is just bad. 87 Kamala is good. Um, He's great here. And I like, I I think, again, it's just some of these dudes. And like, you hear guys like, I think Chad has said it, like, D'Amato said it, like, 86 WF is like awesome. (laughs) I just think you have to really do what we're doing here or take the time to dig into a lot of the like house shows and TV to, to get the full feel for what it was like you know like i said i like watching those prime times and stuff because you just you get to see the highlights of all the shit that was going on that you don't if you just do pay-per-views or even science made events because we, we talked about it a ton of place to be right those Chinese made events they almost take place in their own universe like there's shit they don't reference like that one before somebody three they don't even talk about somebody three it's like it's like they exist only in the nbc world and nothing else so if you're only watching those and pay-per-view you miss a ton of stuff throughout the year oh you're right. i mean definitely its own Almost like its own brand at that point. Sorry, yeah. main event. So you'll miss Kamala's run. You'll miss the machines. You almost would miss most of the Arndorf Hogan feud outside of the cage match, the Science main event, you know? I'm sure there's a lot of people who don't understand why Orndorf is considered one of the best. Like that turn is so important because that no one really saw it. Here's a I guy think, that rules. Well, but. I think we may. I'm curious that this is because the prime time I just watched had the Piper beatdown with those matches I just told you about. So I'm wondering if this is it. Or this maybe it's already, the week after. Piper's already rocking and rolling here. Oh yeah, you got Ace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh shit! Look at that crowd's throwing shit at him. He's he was such a good heel at this point, such a monsterish like. 
He's like blue meanie crossed with gold dust right now. But like he was like wow. he was still a tough guy. Like he wasn't like oh yeah, he was awesome in the ring. Best fucking bumper like almost ever. Um, this is it. Here we go. Yeah, this is oh one. shit, this is a classic. This right is the here. kickoff. Yes. Wow, they so launched the superstars off with a huge angle. Hey man, start so hot. when did Piper turn face? Right here. This is this it. is his face turn. Yeah, because he left after two. He leaves the um, he leaves the flower uh, Piper's pit to Adonis. Adonis turns it to the flower shop and that's when he gives him his jacket too, right? Yeah. All right. Adonis mm-hmm. gives Piper the jacket. Yeah. Shall we play the the? Uh... <laughs> no, that's all right. But I think this is um, I don't know. If this is Piper's first time back on TV. I'm not sure. I mean, he's got because a contract. I guess that's a contract in his hands. Which is, I'm assuming. I'm curious if he's already going to Hollywood. You know, if, how long, how far out he planned that? Yeah, because I mean, he retires and well, they March. live the same year as. They gave him a full send off too. It's just like he it's like he graduated the WWF to go to Hollywood. Right. Yeah, well they live came out in eighty seven. And this is you know, I mean, I would think he was filming it maybe when he was away for that. I don't know if it was that, but that was like I'm sure he thought that movie, which was a big fucking deal. I thought he kind of thought he'd never come back, maybe. Yeah, then he's back as an announcer at WrestleMania. Well, no, he's back two years later at WrestleMania five, and then he kind of sticks as an announcer in the late eighties, early nineties. One of the great examples of Adonis is the one of the he's one of the early examples of the Vince fat shaming and the guy just took it and fucking went I don't give a yeah. shit I'll be fucking awesome at it and he ran with it and he got even bigger you know it's, he's a shame he's a guy that died so early and had so he had such mm-hmm. a great run that when did he, yeah, he could have definitely made a comeback he I had a dead uh, by ninety eighty eight eighty eight yeah, 88, yeah. Is he yeah. 88? holy he shit because he come he comes back he's got the short hair he's got the the old school leather jacket he's yeah. fucking wrecking dudes and then he just eyes like i don't even know if he was 30 years old but all right so piper was back already he came back in well july he's at oh. king of the ring in foxborough and then august he's he's back on pretty much um on championship wrestling this isn't the beatdown this is the beginning of the feud the next week so this is him to say piper spits back yeah. next week then next week adonis challenges him to a piper spit versus flower shop in two weeks so i think a month from this is when they do the big beat down with the pipe and all that. Fucking <laughs> unhinged. <laughs> so this is the build, the beginning of the build to WrestleMania three already. Right here, Piper and Adonis. Here we go again. An ad, Rocco. Oh, oh got a, what got a, a little tease. alien selling something. I don't know what it was. All right, who do we got here for jobs? Early Rougeaus. Oh, the Rougeau brothers. Very early Rougeaus. Can recognize them. Oddly enough, still employed by the WWF. Right, he's the Canadian announcer, isn't he? Do they still do it? Ray isn't Ray yeah. the guy? I'm pretty sure Ray's the announcer for uh, the French. Bob Bradley. <clears throat> wow, they went tag. They didn't go jobbers first. Mike Fever. I mean, we had what? Ryan, have one... we not recognized the dunk? It's disappointing. Only one singles match on this card so far, which is kind of cool. Well, the ceiling wasn't leaking yet, Justin. That's why <laughs> we didn't recognize oh, it. Shit. We got 15 minutes left, so I guess we at least probably get two more matches in here. I mean, is Hogan going to pop up? You figure he's got to pop up on the first step, right? He's got to have a promo. Well, we got Piper, we got the Hearts. Got to have Hogan on on the first episode. I think Piper. We'll see if he's a star. Steamboat too. You got Steamboat. Yeah, we got Steamboat and Piper. 
Nigga, Bruno's getting into the <laughs> stop right in the fucking face. Bruno's getting into the the Rougeau family. Oh, what a what a bump from Bradley! Fever <laughs> goes down. Mike Fever, like he was great on Growing Pains, but uh, I'd say if he was on uh, if he was a football player, Berman would definitely call him Mike Saturday Night Fever. <laughs> I like I like to get in the inset. Uh... Oh, there you go. They got the French commentators. Eduardo yeah. Capontier. Uh, I missed who he said was with him, but oh, great hip toss, great bump, FIBA. FIBA. Yeah, he's you're going to uh, Rhode Island. You got to say FIBA. I like how that's yeah. that go much ahead. move, that much of a kick, and Gorilla would be a, someone like Gorilla would be like he, he's using his martial arts here. <laughs> like <laughs> you know, all you got to do is do like one savat kick, and they call you a martial artist back in '86. The squashes were such an like art form. Black tights, though, for the Rougeos. Yeah, yeah, it's a little uh, bland for a team that. There, I mean, it's a little uh, furnace and lafonish, like just a technical team. Not much, you know, oh. flair to them right now. They're just kind of guys quality, do that hard hitting team. Guys don't do that power slam anymore like that. With just like a couple steps and the guy's going down right from the start, like it's like sloppy ish and just looks so good. Oh fuck, yeah. that was awesome. good squash. I like it. That's a cool way to take him yeah, out yeah. and get his boy over the top of his guy. The, the, the three count. That's awesome. You can see their douchebag mannerism so far. Yeah, yeah they're, they're definitely sneaking in a little bit. They also don't seem like guys I'd really want to go to a bar with. <laughs> I mean, Pete Doherty. It'd be a much funner night than these fucking squares. Ah, Ray, maybe Ray. Ray would feel like he would. Jock would definitely get like three drinks out of you before he would offer to pay one. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Ray would probably go one for one with you. And Jock would hit on the only guy that the only girl that's with a guy too. He wouldn't <laughs> ever hit on a girl that's not with a guy. Just and then weave you to deal with the aftermath. Ray's kind of fucking thick though too. Like mm. his shoulders are solid in this. Yeah, it sucks. I think he just gets hurt, right? And that's why Jacques ends up kind of running solo. Is Jacques one of those weird guys where I don't think he actually ever leaves, but he'll be off TV for like a year at a time. Like the Rougeau's finish, and it's a year before he's the Mountie, but I think he was maybe still kind of around. And then the Mountie finishes, and like a year later, the Quebecers show up. Yeah, the, the amount of guys doing like house shows back then, because like back back then was the era of the three, like the big right. shows, and like there was still WWF in like my high school gym in 1986 yeah. and 87 when they're at their height. They're still there in like 92, were... 93 as well. Like running, yeah, right, just running. Ninety-five, they were even in high school yeah. gyms, which is crazy to think, but they just anywhere they could run. <laughs> the um. I like how they're still using like the real music too at this point. Like they had "Living in America" as the out bump right there. Like that's kind of crazy. Oh shit, we got a little machine action here. What is this? They rebuilt the flower shop. No, this is yeah, a they got all highlight. The too. This is a oh, highlight from, this uh, from the other night. Oh, championship sorry. wrestling. Sorry, man. Oh man, does Captain Lou stress you guys out? Just I hate Captain at him. Lou. Like, uh... <laughs> Fucking. I don't hate thing. him, but I, yeah, I've just never met a Captain Lou fan. I know what he smells like from here. It's not great. Yeah, fucking bologna and sausage. Yeah, right? yep. There's like red wine vinegar in there too. That's this way. Condiments too, Rocco. Mustard and mayo and stuff. No, you don't see it, Bobby man. with glasses often. That's pretty funny. Rocco, what's your favorite condiment? <laughs> I could tolerate barbecue sauce. So I could or sriracha. That's about it. Oh, sriracha is the worst. It's like it's actually it's fitting. Actually, that's fitting. I just like the heat. Give me the heat. How about hot sauce? It's got to have a little sweet to it for me, just like uh, Adrian Adonis. I like my my. Uh, this, my is, this is like a funny stooging around. So Bobby is trying to. This is when he's trying to prove that Andre's a giant machine, even though he's suspended. 
So they kept doing this bit where it was uh, Super Machine. Bobby would turn around and talk to Jimmy Hart, and Andre came out, and Bobby turned around. He's like, see, he's right there. And then he turned back, and then he was gone. How about these guys, Rocco? Would you like to go to the bar with these two? Fuck yeah, dude. This is a fucking team. <laughs> Bundy right seems here. like a great time. Dude, hilarious. I, one of the best shooting interviews I ever saw was a Bundy shooting interview, man. He don't fucking hold back. There's a reason he ain't in the WWF <laughs> Hall of Fame is because he does not give a fuck. <laughs> I like Stud and Bundy as a team. I think they're, again, like kind of underrated historically. It rules. Could have been the Better original Colossus. Per, per, uh, what the fuck? Patera. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, look Corporal at this I mean, you forget, like, stud, like, god damn it, like, good looking, fucking, oh, yeah. man. Oh, shit, the Kirsch. What are the strangest, one of the strangest careers ever, right? Like, Corporal Kirshner, whatever happens. Leatherface. Goes to Japan and becomes Leatherface for fucking years. Fucking deathmatch king for years. People think he dies. He's supposed to be in that battle royal. He didn't show up to that. Like, what a weird career he had. And then when he even when he dies in like 08, 09, whenever he dies, it's still weird where it's like, are we sure he's dead? Did he die? Yeah, like we don't know his name. Like it's <laughs> so weird. Also strange that he never I guess he, he was on an ECW show and like when FMW does their shows, but a guy that I would have thought they would have brought in a little bit, right. but I don't know if he'd ever even moved back to the United States. Maybe he just fucking lived in Japan, you know. Nah, he met a girl and fell in love. Definitely that yeah. type. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. SD Jones, too. Like, what a fucking unit, man. I love that guy. Like He's so, one of those I mean, guys that if you ever watch his NWA or New Japan stuff, like from before WWF, it just looks so weird. <laughs> like, like we have uh, we've got be. some good competitive matches here. So we had you know we had Coco in that one tag, and we got SD and Kirchner here against Sudden Bundy. So like they're trying to, you can tell they're trying to mix up the formula a little bit and not just go straight squash up down. I'm sure it doesn't probably last super long. They probably default back to the standard quickly, but maybe just small sweeps. They were trying to. Ratchet and they're short matches, but they're all go, go, go. There's no right. bullshit. There's no uh, nerve holds and <laughs> shit. No. Like, look at well, Kirchner trying. I mean, Kirchner was there, definitely their attempt to make everyone forget Sergeant Slaughter. But Is again, similar to Stevie Afi was, was not. Uh, maybe he did a little better than the CV, probably. But one of the one of the guys who with the shortest careers who had an LJN, right? Like in yes, maybe Outback Jack is the shortest, but he's definitely yep. number two if you ask me. Oh Jesus Christ, that's pretty goddamn impressive, man. That's yeah. a big motherfucker. I mean, Kircher in '86 gets a bit of a push. Like he's at Mania, he beats Nikolai in like two seconds. Then he's he fights him on Science Made Event. He's in that one where they do the they're at the water park. Maybe he repels down into the water. So mm-hmm. I mean, he gets he's in he's in the tournament. The uh... A uh, pay-per-view tournament, the second one. Oh, the this got to be our, yeah, main, our main event here. Yeah, it's got to be, right? Yeah, yeah what do we got left? Uh, yeah, we got seven minutes left. So I'll probably do this, a couple interviews. This like, and then like week. a promo. If it's true to the formula. Actually, it would be this and then they te- and then they plug the guard in whatever your arena you're near. Yeah. I'm surprised they, when they let him kick out of that one. SD cool. Jones was like really like I don't know what did you guys think of him when you first saw him like I I always loved that dude I love the SD name it's like I kind of mark out for that he was kind of not around when I started watching so I only knew him from like being the guy that got killed by Bundy at WrestleMania one and then I learned more about him later like when we did PTB into the MSGs by then I know more about it but he wasn't like on my radar as a kid or anything. He just like always like even though he wasn't winning matches like he he was boys with Andre you know he's always tagging with Andre and like you know he, he always was I don't know he just I, don't know, I just really liked him 
watching him like tag with Abby the Butcher in like New Japan in like the nineties too <laughs> was a really wild thing to watch. What, he's, he's part of that match with man. Snuka and Andre, right? When Andre gets like busted open, is he in that that's one? Big, or... Yeah, it's the big six man that he's in, and he's even on a mug. The... Is he with him too? With the one with the Andre gets his haircut? Is he with him in that? Fucking Christ! I conflate those two together. So I yeah, it might be that one and not the six man. I think he might be with him in that one, the haircut match. So he should have been there. So I shouldn't like him because he let Andre get his haircut. <laughs> be pissed at him now. Here we go. Re- repeat of WrestleMania one. Avalanche. There it is right there. <laughs> He didn't go for the splash. He just hit him with the avalanche, too. He's like, that's that's it. That's all I need. But again, Kurtzner got some shine, like Coco. Kind of got in, got out, and let the other guy take the fall. So I think it was well well set up. What is Kurtzner leave? He's not at three. No, is he at three? No, he's not at three. He's got to be soon, probably. You know, he went out with a fucking ball of flames, too. He just doesn't settle out. He goes out. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure he was doing the house show circuits for a little bit off of TV or something like that. I see if he's still. I mean, looks like he's there till year end. So it must be early 87 he takes off. I mean, you say like Sergeant Slaughter, but he was Rambo. Because yeah. Rambo came out right before right. he did. But it, more in the Slaughter vein, though, because they lost Sarge. They wanted an American soldier character. Right. But I was yeah. saying, like, it, it was a perfect timing to to steal the Rambo and the, yeah, even yeah, the, yeah. The, the camouflage face and the knife and the promos. Like, he is Rambo. They just were like, well, we need to slaughter. Rambo's huge. Like, fucking do it. Gersher's actually there till. let's see, he starts getting subbed out in September of 87. He's still advertising September? subbed. Wow. Uh, he's getting subbed a lot, actually. July. Oh, God, they, they announced this motherfucker from July through September, and he gets subbed out. His last match is July 8th in Decatur, Illinois, against Sika. Have you ever, like, gone through the roster of their main, like, their guys and seen, like, who wasn't on Mania 3? Because, like, that's one. Orndorf. Like, Orndorf. Orndorf, fuck, yeah. He's that's the biggest one. Yeah. I think of other dudes, but Pete Doherty, fuck. Where's he? <laughs> he should have made a med- <laughs> Blackjack Mulligan. I think he did. He shows back up right after. Uh, Wasn't that him right there? Isn't he the machine? Isn't he the? Oh yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, you're right. I think he's talking right here. Uh, who's the bigger Justin, one? We're just gonna get. No, the bigger guy's right? Mulligan. Um, yeah. Axe is a small Axe. guy. Yeah. What's up, Ryan? Sorry. So we're just gonna get promos here if we want to hit up the awards as we. Oh. Turn <laughs> it up. Yo. Ryan wants to hear what George has to say. Oh. <laughs> just kidding. Poor Ken Resnick. Oh, Steel's I, on my Albano list. I don't like him either. I don't like the Steel slander. I think his character is uh, important yeah. to the wrestling history. In the, on his, the his cage match with Bruno. Fifteen minute love match. A love fucking love note for fifteen. Minutes. I just again, I just he wasn't when I started watching. He wasn't on. So then I would just watch, rent tapes, and it's like I just didn't have the attachment to the guy. It just seemed stupid. <laughs> I love that he was like a principal at like an elementary school. He worked at Borders at the same time I worked at Borders, but like as like some sort of like guy on the board kind of thing, because it was from uh, Michigan. It was where Borders started, so his name was on this big fucking poster of like all the, you know, chair, yeah, chair board. people or like beneficiaries and stuff. So it was always like, hey, I know that dude, but I don't know his heel stuff with Bruno and the cage matches he has and the stuff with uh, Savage, uh, not Savage, but like I don't know. Yeah, I mean, his heel work, like any of these guys, like their early 80s, 70s stuff is good. But by the time they're into this era, again, they're being used more as comedy fodder or shtick. And this is what it is, which is fine. I mean, they all made a bunch of bank doing it. So Makes you wonder if, like, 
because I feel like he was kind of taking the bruiser Brody, like didn't come in and said fuck off. So they kind of took him, who was kind of known as that in his Bruno era, uh, Steel. And then they just went, ah, you're just a comedy guy now. So like bruiser Brody was smart not to come in. All right. So as a show out of 10, just as a show, you know, I'll let you factor in your own if you want to scale it based on like a Cindy weekend show, like, or if you want to do it as a full 10, like you would compare it to any great TV. Um, I think it's like I'd I'd probably go five out of ten. Like I, I think it was good. They didn't they didn't shoot a major angle. We didn't have a big match out of the gate, but you saw some stars. You set up some future stuff. Um, so I'd go five out of ten as a show, and I think I'd go like seven out of ten as a pilot. I think it was like a strong first offering for what superstars could be. So like if I watch this as a kid, I'd be like, okay, like I'll be back next week. Yeah, I uh, I would go four. In like six point five, because it's a, I think it's an improvement off of all say All Star. It felt right. more like more. It felt more closer to the eighties opposed to closer to the seventies that the All Stars look and felt right. like. Like this probably looked good for the time. You get, I mean, you the get stuff the we're seeing now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I'll go a little higher just because I think I'd rather watch this than like a modern episode of Superstars. But <laughs> right. I I know that you know there's a certain mindset of like short matches can't be good but i don't believe in that so no i don't just, necessarily either um just because they're short like they all did the thing you wanted all the matches were moderately competitive for like yeah. guys you didn't know and some of them had double like big dudes and like really cool characters so i go way higher as a show maybe like <laughs> seven and for a pilot like you're introduced to what's going to be the third biggest angle of wrestlemania 3 with viper and adonis you get to see all these characters and you definitely want to see more of them so i mean I think you definitely are tuning in next week if you're watching this, especially if it's 1986 and you're nine. So where are you going for as a pilot? As 10? a pilot, I'm going higher, man. I'm going like eight. Like, All right. like you're getting everything, but you're getting everything but Hogan. You can't if you're not right. giving me the main main deal, then I can't go. But you, I'm giving it an eight. Okay. All right, MVP. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I don't try to go who stood out the most. Like I, I thought, Coco had a really nice showing in there. Um, I think Bundy looked really good. I think uh, the hearts looked really good, actually, too. They just destroyed the heart, the heart attack. Were great. I would go Piper just off the significance of starting yeah. his that big feud, and that if that's his return, that's probably the most important. It's not. He was on before, but it's close to it. I'm going Adonis because I think his he keeps that like segment together. We didn't listen to it, but like he's such a good talker. You know that he was gold, and him freaking out and almost destroying the thing like that's a pretty unhinged thing, and. For the time, like for this show, like that's a wild, like fucking with the set and messing with the set. That's still something that very rarely happens. So I think that's really cool. So I'm going to go with a, a Donna. I'm guessing we're all going to go a flower shop for the best segment or match. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, LVP. I didn't think anyone really was bad in the show. I think Roma maybe looked the worst of anyone. Like he's a guy that was kind of a name and he just got waxed. Um, you know, SD Jones was kind of on the way down. You expect it from him, but I think Romo was like the guy that had the biggest name that took like the worst beating. Yeah, it's a, it, he didn't even get the full entrance. They stuck him right in the ring. Coco got all the shine in the match and the entrance and the post. So yeah, I'd go. I agree with that. Roma LVP. Yeah, and Coco wouldn't even talk to him after the match. So yeah. Okay. Uh, and the most era thing. So we'll go most mid eighties. I'm gonna stick with Darty Socks. I'll go with the overall blazers from the announcers. <laughs> I mean, I graphics is the easy way to go, but yeah, that's a good one. 
the stills instead of the graphics. Yeah. Yeah, and just like the weird effects, but it, yeah, getting put on them. Very but, reading rainbowish. Right. Yes. And interchangeable hillbillies is a huge. Uh, oh, a LBP's huge Uncle Luke or whatever the junior, all that cousin. I mean, you're the, when you're the best hillbilly, that's like being like you know the best shit you ever think. All right, well, this is a lot of fun to do, guys. Uh, Ron, we'll have to dig around. If anyone has any suggestions for us, um, I think we're going to stick with the pilots for a while. So yeah. if there's a show you want us to do that's a pilot, we'll, you know, we're open to anything. It doesn't just have to be WWF. Like, do some WCW, ECW, whatever. Um, let us know. We'll, we'll do it. So we do got a, we got a pretty big list ourselves. So we'll, we'll randomize it and come up with a second episode but there's no timing to on these like right right i think we're just gonna kind of as they come we'll bang them out so yeah yeah, whenever we get to it check out everything in ourselfconnection.com uh you can subscribe here on this youtube channel like i mentioned earlier we have a lot of video exclusive content we also have stuff that's simulcast both audio and video so you can check us out on any podcatcher app plus all social media we're there if you go to our twitter uh, we have a link tree as well that has everything so Check all that out. Check out Chain to the Dead. It's Rocco's band, of course. Uh, check out the bat music. And otherwise, we're out. Talk to you soon. <laughs> Excellent adventure. Roll